Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion for December 18th, 2007 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined each week by our team of Orlando experts, including Bob Varley, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. In this week's show, we'll discuss a news story that uh, relates to religion and Disney and a professor in Canada who's starting a college course on that subject. Julie Martin has her most recent installment in her store tour series. This week, she takes us to the American and Italian pavilions at Epcot. And in our Forum Watch segment, we'll tell you what we're reading on disboards.com this week. All that plus Roundtable Rapid Fire and your emails on this week's edition of the Diz Unplugged Roundtable. All right, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Just want to remind everybody that we are going to be doing our drawing for the Seven Night Cruise on our December 25th show. That's going to be next Tuesday. And uh, we have reached the cutoff with this show for email. So um, only emails uh, read on this show and before are going to be considered. Uh, we're not going to be doing any email shows for the next two weeks. We will have our regular shows up on Christmas Day and New Year's Day. But there will not be any email shows. So um, email will be back then, I guess, um, the 9th. That will be the first Wednesday? Second Wednesday? Yeah. Okay. So just want to remind everybody of that. And um, we're also going to be putting up, I've got a whole bunch of Christmas videos that we're going to be putting up on the um, the iTunes feed for everybody. Those will go up on Christmas Day. So those of you um, wanting to download some Disney Christmas on Christmas Day, that will be a little gift from us. And for those of you just getting your iPods, <laughs> it's a cool way to start using them. Uh, also in housekeeping, I want to say thank you to everybody who uh, showed up at the last podcast meet on December 13th. I apologize that I was not there, but I had a uh, I had a pretty nasty allergic reaction to some medication that uh, laid me up pretty bad. So I apologize, but uh, I know these guys said they had a great time and uh, another nice turnout. And I also want to say some special thank yous. There were a couple of uh, a couple of our listeners who gave us some special gifts. Uh, uh, let's see, uh, Tim and Bonnie Cheshire Cat from San Diego made these great T-shirts for us for each one of us. Um, that we got to try and scan one of them in, or take a take a picture of one of them and get them up. Uh, they really made some nice shirts for us. I wanted to say a special thank you to them. I actually got a special one. My, I got an extra shirt commemorating the sad little crab cake. <laughs> it has the date of the original podcast, and it says "sad little crab cake," and then there's a picture on it. That's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. I have a tiger next to my name, and oh. and also uh, Debbie. I believe her name was mm-hmm. Debbie. T11 from Alabama uh, gave us some true uh, soaps some is, fantastic yeah, soaps the name uh, of her that she makes they're great and they really and they smell even gave wonderful us soap for our dog oh really yeah, yeah. It helps fight fleas I mm-hmm. think and makes their their coat it's all handmade shiny. she makes it all herself yeah really cool they were very very interesting to talk to it was interesting to hear how she does this she sells them at craft fairs and stuff throughout the south so if you're looking and you're at a craft fair and you see somebody called true soaps that's debbie say hi for us mm-hmm. and maybe she'll post on the uh on the boards uh, where she's going to be so if she's in your area because these are really nice soaps very and nice. Corey and i we drive through her area every time we drive to louisiana so we're gonna wave when we drive through there <laughs> that's, a, that's a really <laughs> nice thing i people might be excited to be able to go and get this stuff mm-hmm. i actually when Debbie and her husband Phil were staying at Fort Wilderness this past week, and I actually went over there and uh, they took me around in their golf cart to the uh, Christmas lights that are at, 
at Fort Wilderness. It's spectacular. Really? The yeah, people we that were, decorate their campsites? Oh, it's, I, I shot some video if we get a chance to get it up. Uh, it's amazing. There's, there's one site that the person just rents the site and puts a trailer on it and has all the decorations, and it's like a walk-through path that you go right through the middle of it, and it's got all kinds of decorations. It's got hidden Mickeys up in the trees, and it's, it's really well done. So hopefully That's we'll cool. get some pictures and video up on that. But I want to thank Debbie and Phil again for for the hospitality and letting me go around in their golf cart uh, through the campgrounds you last You brave night. souls. Yeah. <laughs> I actually was driving it. <laughs> you let Bob drive? <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was like having a, a extra large cot cam. <laughs> That's quite funny. So, uh, and if isn't, you, isn't anyone you're on an extra large cart cam? Uh, maybe, but the, uh, another tip for if you want to go over and see the lights is uh, sign up for one of the hay rides that goes out I- into Fort Wilderness, and they kind of go by some of these sites that are all decorated in that. So that might be something fun to do. Cool, cool. And we also uh, we we have to give away another uh, oh another basket. Okay, Bob is my picker. I like to be a picker. I'm picking. Come on. I'm picking. Is that one? That's one. Did you just grab one? Yeah, I got one. All right. And my new best friend is... Mommy Ceratops. Really? Yes. Oh, yay! Wow, that's funny. (laughs) That is funny. Kim R. Yeah. Kim Kim Reinhardt is her name. Mommy Ceratops. And her son, Caleb. Right. Congratulations. And she has another child, I think, who's four. That wasn't with them at the meet. Yeah, I got to meet Caleb. Yeah, he was really nice. He's well, cute. Well, congratulations, Kim. You uh, you're going to win uh, the other. Uh, I already have her address and everything, so I'm just going to send it to you, girl. The other basket. <laughs> That's great. Congratulations. Do we, we get veto power? She put my picture up on the site. <laughs> I don't think she should get anything. She's the first, huh? I'm excited because our last winners, which they were, I mean, they were great, Paul and Mary. But I knew they didn't have any children, but they possibly have grandchildren. But I know these guys have kids, and I included, you yeah. know, Munchie Chi and Little Cuddly Lobster and stuff. So I'm glad that there's going to be a family with kids. <laughs> there were a couple done. of kids there at this last meet. Yeah, yeah there were. Very nice, well-behaved children. We even had a couple from the UK. I didn't know if you knew that. No. Mm-hmm. They had the coolest baby carriage I've ever seen. I saw it. <laughs> We actually were coveting it and don't have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> Push your dogs around. It really, it yeah. was really nice. No, but, we're not that yet. No, look at me, because I'm like, <laughs> the, speaking yet. of which, I'm like Dr. Doolittle over here right now with Max. Max is underneath the table and Figaro is on top of the table. But everybody was so nice at the meet. Max, you're out of, he's out of his mind today. Max is absolutely out of his mind today. It must be the soap. They're both so needy. Very needy animals. Like, they get no attention. So... Well, cool. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks very much, uh, Congratulations, Julie, for putting Kim. that together. Congratulations, Kim. Yeah, Kim. And uh, thanks to everybody who showed up at our at our party. <laughs> so, all right, we're going to do the news. And uh, you know, it was a really crappy news week. I mean, unless I wanted to talk about Hannah Montana adding more dates, which I really didn't want to talk about. Well, I have a little story about that because my little sister is a huge Hannah Montana fan, mm-hmm. and I signed her up for the fan club when she was here this past summer. So my stepmom calls me on Friday morning, and she's like, do you have that passcode and the you know the username and all that for her Hannah Montana um, fan club site? And I said, well, I know the username. I said, password, not so sure. And I'm like, it's Mickey Mouse or Mickey. I don't really know. you know. So we try to guess. We finally figure it out, and we got her 
Hannah Montana tickets for Christmas. She is going to be ecstatic. Really? Oh, She's going to get to see my. her in New Orleans on wow. January 26th. So we got the day before since we had the little passcode since we're members of the fan club. No, she doesn't listen to the show, right? <clears throat> no. Okay. So I'm not going to ruin anything. But I'm just, I thought it was really fun and Why exciting. Why doesn't she listen to the show? Well... That's a long story, but they have dial-up and they live in the country, so it's more like. All right, I'll forgive what, 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 Welcome to the Dism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, later on when we do rapid fire, Hannah Montana is going to be in Orlando the 28th and 29th of January. She took your rapid fire. That's it. You guys just did it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. Because if she wants to listen, to, she wants to listen to the podcast. She's got to go down to Mister Drucker's store <laughs> and place a call through Maydean. <laughs> Didn't you watch what was that? I'm like, what the heck are you talking about? Green Green Acres? Acres. Yeah. 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 Fred Drucker. I wasn't a big Green Acres fan. Sorry. Oh, I liked Green Acres. Arnold. It's the place to be. Those tickets are hard to come by. They are. But I thought that was fun, and I'm excited for her. Wow. That's going to make an amazing Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, I can't wait to see her open. (laughs) It's going to be great. Is someone going to videotape that? That told Corey we have to. We could win (laughs) $10,000. If you really want to make her happy, put them up on eBay and give her the money you get for them. You could sell them for $10,000. She's 10. That's not going to make her happy. She wants to see Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Be surprised how much money those things go for. We have friends that are trying to get tickets, right? That's right. So that was a new story we didn't want to discuss. Yeah, it was right? a new story yeah. I wasn't going to discuss, but there, no, that's all right. That's all right. Like I said, it was a slow news week. There's only one story I really wanted to discuss this week, and I was just coming across it as I was doing some research. And um, it was an article uh, online from the Vancouver Sun newspaper in Canada, and it was discussing a professor at Memorial University. I'm presuming that's in Vancouver, named Jennifer Porter, who teaches a religious studies course. And uh, in one of her classes, there had been a discussion about the uh, Disney film The Chronicles of Narnia, which had very thinly veiled religious overtones to it. And that discussion kind of came back to her when she was at Disney World recently. And she started noticing, in her mind anyway, what she she saw as overarching uh, religious themes in just about everything Disney Disney did. And uh, that inspired her to create a course at her college, entitled Religion in Disney, Not Just Another Mickey Mouse Course. The course will focus on the life and faith of Walt Disney, first and foremost as a businessman, but also as a talented artist. She cites that Walt was raised while Walt was raised in a very religious household, he made a concerted effort to avoid any overt references to Christianity in any of his work, instead replacing it with more supernatural elements like fairy godmothers and songs instead of prayers. She cites that the overarching message in most, most Disney productions, that a good power will look out for you if you believe, if you have faith. Um, and one of the things she noticed on her trip was that there were two Star Wars fans, and I can just see this in my mind's eye. There were two Star Wars fans debating whether the Jedi Mickey was canonical in the Star Wars universe. Did it belong there, in other words? And she was, I guess, shocked that, you know, these fans would be discussing something so like merchandise on that uh, on that level and uh, that inspired her to want to look into if there is an identifiable religion with Disney first of all and if Disney fandom is in and of itself a religion and i don't know i thought that was that uh, was an int- i you know in the 10 years i've been doing this i've never heard that analogy drawn um so it caught, i don't know if i agree with it I don't know where I come down on, on, on the subject, but it's nice after 10 years to hear a new idea. 
and have somebody look at this from a very different perspective. I mean, I know I grew up in – I'm one of the few people that actually had a, a fairly positive experience uh, uh, with religion growing up, especially as a gay man. That's really saying something. It also says a lot about the town I grew up in, the parents who raised me, and the church I went to. So I thought it was very interesting that she's making this – she's kind of making this connection. Um, but I know there are some other opinions um, so what do you guys think? I have no, th- no problem with what she's doing. I think it's great, great to present those ideas. Um, I, I'm con- I, would, I don't know what the coursework is involved. I'm concerned about how she's factualizing this. Um, I read that article as well, and one of the lines she wrote was, uh, what, you know, what would Walt think of Walt Disney World today? And what would his religious impact on what Walt Disney World today was? And I can't remember the exact quote, but it was something like, all Walt cared about anyway was the bottom line. Yeah, I, I remember reading that, too, and so, questioning, questioning the accuracy of that. Right. So it makes me think, what is exactly her, her spin and perception on it? Because I think we all agree that that's not true of Walt. Right. That was his brother, and that was Roy, and that was his position in that. But everybody does this every once in a while. Disney has somehow... There's some sort of um, metaphor within everything that Disney does, whether it's good or bad or evil or great. The, the bottom line with Disney is that he always kept the moral compass within his stories. And whether that's a higher power of God or whatever that is, he always seems to have that morality play go on, mm-hmm. which is important in any good storytelling anyway. Right. There has to be good versus evil, mm-hmm. and there has to be a Well, I mean, we're a Judeo-Christian society, yep. and right. those, those stories are ingrained in our culture, whether you're religious or not. Right. Stories about good and evil are, are ingrained in us at, from the time we're children, and a lot of those stories are drawn from the Bible. The Bible. And they have religious uh, uh, and you know, it was another thing they said in the she said in the article was that a lot of times just by taking a look at religious references in pop culture, you can really tell an awful lot about the culture in general. And uh, I just thought it, like I said, especially the uh, the the tack of um, does Disney fandom constitute a religion? Um, I mean, there is certainly, and I and I, I I don't know that I would use that word to describe it, right? But. I, I know that everyone sitting at this table has experienced the religious fervor of a mob scene on the boards and how upset people can get when the annual pass discount isn't what they expected or doesn't come at all. Or if Disney Cruise Line raises their, uh, their, 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 their taxes on a sailing or Disney decides to change something from the dining plan. Um, you know, again, I'm not trying to demean either religion or Disney fans by making the comparison, but there is a fervor there that uh, you know that we do debate things that are to people on the outside who aren't Disney fans would look insane. <laughs> I mean, look at just look at us, look at what we've created, look at what we do for a living. It's, well, then, our, our entire lives are obsessed with it. Well, then you can also make that religious corollary, corollary to football. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Or absolutely. Any, I think, anything that you know has a, a I fan think, following. I think Corey would. Uh, I think Corey would agree that there's a there's almost a religious aspect to that. Oh, absolutely, sports for sure. You know, that's our friend Anthony's religion. Yeah. <laughs> that's a joke, but still, was that a <laughs> it seems to, like he breeds it, lives it. Was that a reference to Anthony? No, that's our friend Anthony. Oh, you're not a friend Anthony. Little He's a big Anthony. Eagles fan. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think she's. I think this person is. Is blurring the lines of uh, religion is what I think she's doing. I think that 
if you want to look at a religious aspect of what Disney did behind his work, that's one thing. I don't think that, um, how do I put it? I don't want to put it this way, but the, the way people react to it, I do not believe is religious and the fandom is not religious. Um, it's almost, dare I say the word cult like in a sense. Well, I, I mean, I, now I know I'm going to get emails on this one, but there are those who would argue that all organized religions are cults right. um, in some way, shape, or form. I guess what um, I'm, I'm problem- not saying that I believe that. Right. I'm just get simply that stating that there is a, a there is a, a school of thought, albeit small, that that says that all organized religions, on some level on some level are cults. I've always, I think because I've always separated belief and practice. I think there's a big difference between the belief system you have and how you practice that belief system that makes me wonder what this, you know, how she's making this corollary between Disney fandom and religion. Exactly. Raises a very, and very weird question. It is. It's a, it's well, that's why I like it because it is an unusual question and it has, it's, it, it has merit. Again, I don't know – I'm going to just keep straddling this fence here for a little while longer. I don't know where I come down on either mm-hmm. side of it, but um, I don't even know if there's a side to come down on. I think had she chosen another topic, this we wouldn't be talking about this. I mean it yeah. wouldn't even have been a news story. Yeah. I think the fact that she's added Disney into her class has given her 15 minutes of fame, I to also, be honest with you. I also think she's – I think – I think that, I, that, that could be a little cynical. Oh, I am I a mean, little cynical. He's <laughs> more than a little. Um, I also think it's – She's doing it in a way that's not really true to what she's saying. She's really looking at it from a social standpoint. She's really looking at it as a a psychosocial experiment more than a religious experiment because it has to do more with its impact on culture and its taking from culture than, than saying like this whole thing with the golden compass, if you follow this at all. You know, yeah. there's a whole there's a whole underpinning of the man was an atheist who right. who, who penned these books, and he's very anti organized religion, and he says so in his steps in the books. Where I don't think there's anything in Disney's purview that ever says um, there's a god or there's no. a this or there's no. a that. Like, well, like I said, you know, in the article it mentioned that you know Walt went out of his way to ensure that there was no overt references right. to Christianity. Instead, using Using these themes of, of good and evil, and, and it's I, I'm just very interested to see what uh, what comes of her class if we could ever find out. Well, I know they said in the article that the spots filled, filled up very quickly. Quickly, oh and sure. I, honestly, if I were still in school and they offered a class like that, I would definitely take it. You can have it just out of curiosity. A choice of trigonometry or Disney and religion. <laughs> and I also didn't get a sense. <laughs> points, right. Well, I didn't get a sense. I didn't. I also did not get a sense from the article that there was a religious agenda here. That this woman, I, I didn't get a sense no. that she has a specific agenda she's trying to push. Um, I think this is just her field of study. I think she's just and, trying to get her students to think and, and trying to get them to. It got me thinking. Yeah. I mean, and and that's why I thought, like I said, it was it was just something very different, and especially I guess in the dearth of news stories that were out there this week, um, I saw this. I'm like, okay, that's something different to talk about. That's you, you can't. I, yeah. You can't talk about the gun toting granny anymore. You said over that. I'm over. Yeah. I'm over granny. I'm over granny. Well, somebody, I mean, somebody on the on the boards was making, was like defending her. I'm sorry. The woman was carrying an unlicensed weapon. 
out of state. She crossed state lines with a licensed weapon. No, you don't do that by accident. It made me think about my grandmother when she was alive, and she lived by herself for many years. <laughs> she always had a shotgun by her front door. <laughs> Anybody came to her door that she didn't know, the shotgun was in the hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's absolutely fine. Right, but, but it know, just, you know. Marching into a theme park with a... <laughs> 357 in your bag. I mean, that's a bit. I think a lot is said by the fact that her daughter and her granddaughter abandoned her as soon as they found out it was there. That, that, that to me says a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm out of here. So, yeah, I just, like I said, that, that was the, that was the new story I wanted to discuss this week. Um, cause I thought it was, I thought it was interesting and I'm sure the uh, discussion will be carried on. On the boards, I hope it is. I think it's a it's a good thing to discuss. So, and for those of you who haven't checked out our forums, uh, disboards.com, you have links on our show notes page for that, and uh, we get a lot of great discussions going on. You know what I've been thinking about? I wonder what kind of textbook she would use for that course. There's an awful lot of material written about Walt Disney. I know, but I, I mean, just wonder, you know, for her to have to pick one yeah. book to use, that'd be very interesting to know. Disney, yeah, A-Z. I don't. Yeah, really. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that'll do it for the news this week, folks. We're going to move on to our rapid-fire segment, for which I am completely unprepared this week. Well, I'm not. I am not. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, try, I was just trying to beat Bob, so I had to think of a segue to get from you to me. <laughs> well, there you go, Julie. Go ahead. Um, mine's about religious services on property for Christmas Day. Catholic Mass will be at 8 a.m. and 10.15 a.m. in the Disney's Contemporary Resort's Fantasia Ballroom. And then the Protestant service will be at 9 a.m. in the same place. Now, they ask you to use the Walt Disney World transportation to the Contemporary because the parking lot's going to be restricted during this time, as well as the lots of the Polynesian and the Grand Floridian Resort. So make your plans accordingly. They're going to have to take a bus to the Magic Kingdom and then walk over to the Contemporary from any of the resorts because resort buses don't go to resorts. They go to the Transportation Center. Well, they'll go to the theme park. So if you're trying to get a bus to go to the Contemporary, it's not going to happen. You have to go to the Magic Kingdom and walk over. Or get the monorail. Right. You, you could get the monorail from the Transportation Center. But or Parasail. You, you, or take the boat from Wilderness Lodge. You could do that, too. Yes, there are many options. Just use Walt Disney World <laughs> Transportation. Okay. Okay. Who's next? Great. I'll go. Go Clockwise. Um, did y'all know there's a Muslim prayer room on Walt Disney World property? No, I didn't. Yeah, there's a, there's a des- designated meditation area located inside the Morocco Pavilion. It's in the actual, it's in the, uh, the museum area. Yeah. There are, there are small rugs that are available for, for guests to use. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Well, it makes also, sense that Disney would do that. But. Yeah. I also wanted to give people an update. We added some new photo galleries to the Disney Cruise Line area. We have a, a Key West gallery. Uh, these are actually just compiled from our vacation photos. We've never been on a, on a Western Caribbean, so I put put a few of those together. I have a Nassau gallery, children's activities, D- a Disney Dream Show, and the Sail Away Party. Also, I have some rehabs coming up. Of course, everybody knows about Spaceship Earth. Um, American Adventure is going to be closed from January 7th through February 3rd, Nine Dragons, April 6th through November 30th. The Magic Kingdom, Minnie's Country House, is going to be closed from January 1st through February 1st. Splash Mountain is going to be closed from January 1st through February 15th. Tinkerbell's Treasures is going to be closed from January 6th through March 16th. 
Snow White's Scary Adventure. <laughs> it's going to be closed from <laughs> January 28th through February 15th. And Tony's Town Square will be closed from January 5th through January 28th. And at MGM Studios, Playhouse Disney Live on Stage will be closed from January 2nd through January 27th. There's a lot of rehabs in January. Phantasmic is going to be closed from February, I'm sorry, from January 28th through February 1st. That's not very long. No, just a short little one. And then Blizzard Beach is going to be closed from January 6th all the way through March 8th. That's normal. And I hope you people remember all that because you'll be quizzed on it later. Yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> so pretty much you can have a turkey leg and watch the Country Bear Jamboree. Yeah, that's about right. And think about God. <laughs> <laughs> I have another one. I was just handed one. Uh, this just the past. in. This just <laughs> in. <laughs> Disney's Pirates and Princesses Party. There are some new dates. In January, there are three dates. The 21st, 26th, and 29th. February offers the 2nd, 5th, 9th, 14th, 22nd, and 26th. March 1st, 6th, 11th, and 14th. April 1st, 4th, 6th, 11th, 16th, 23rd, and 29th. May 2nd, 6th, 9th, 13th, 16th, 21st, 26th, and 31st. And June 4th. They are going right up until the summer with us. Can you say gold mine? Yeah, exactly. I'm glad they're doing that. Disney has figured out a way to sell two tickets in one day. Mm. Not only that, it's, it's very popular. Tickets are on sale now, too. They've been on sale for quite a bit. I mean, they, they keep... that that. Event keeps getting better as it goes along. I love the parade. We have this on the site, right? Yes, that's where it came from. I just think it's amazing. And one of the things that nobody ever discusses is that these nights are taken away from annual pass holders. Mm. Yeah. That you buy an annual pass, and now these nights are taken away from you. These are now. Yeah, and the price of my annual pass isn't going to go down any either. Right. And paying guests. Exactly. For that week. Right. So Disney has figured out a way to sell two tickets in one day. And I give them credit for that, but I think they ought to let the people who have annual passes and tickets for that week get a, 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 an extra special discount, right? Mm. Or be like Universal. And well, they do offer an annual pass discount. Yeah, no, I mean, tickets, but, but not enough, right? And I'm not the world's biggest Universal fan, but when you buy a Universal annual pass, the premium annual pass, you get a free ticket to Halloween Horror Nights. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't hurt Disney if you're buying an annual pass or the premium annual pass to One throw in, ticket. right? To throw, throw a party in a party ticket. ticket, ticket in. In. It should be the party what of your good choice idea. too. Yeah. Well, mm. I think it would be a cold day in hell before that happens. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, pigs might even. Yeah, because you're talking about. I mean, you're talking about uh, you know forty four dollars. A person to go into one of these parties on top of the what you're paying for your your daily uh, and we're fans of these admissions. parties. Yeah, these but are I, good parties. I mean, it's not that they don't give you a good party for the forty four dollars. It's just that you know this really gets as an annual pass holder, pricey. they are taking right. away part of what you um, get for your money. Now, as as a vacationer, you can always work out your schedule so that you're not using your uh, park pass for that day. That could be in place of a park pass and make your vacation stretch a little bit longer. So. I will say, yeah, but just another thing you have to strategize around. Yeah, in the in the past they've picked days that are the, they take the slower days on some of them to, so they're just increasing their volume on on those days. But but that's not uh, you know all the time. Yeah, I don't think this is going to be something we're going to see go away either. And also, oh, th- no. Disney's getting busier and busier. We're having no more slow time. No, that's right. It's nope. almost non-existent these days. So. Well, they're working on January. I mean, they're getting something to bring people yeah, in. Yeah, I mean, in September January. is still pretty quiet. Mm. Um, 
Well, food and wine. Yeah, starts really in September. Busy. They added dates to that last year, this past year. It's all those people that come religiously. Right? Second <laughs> second week in September. So and now they've extended the Halloween. Um, the Mickey's very merry or excuse me, Mickey's not so scary Halloween party is extended into September now. Yep. So we go from Halloween to Christmas. There's just you know now after that there's the pirates and princesses How come party. There's no Thanksgiving party. Well, I was thinking the same thing about Easter. Why don't they come yeah. up with an Easter party? I think that would be a really good idea. That well, religious lady needs to get on the ball. Religious lady. Is that what she's that called? That religion teacher. Religious lady. Religious lady, come help us. Church lady. We'll call religion lady. The church lady. <laughs> Do you see the religion in the Pirates of the Caribbean? Isn't that special? I have two rapid fires. My first one is uh, tickets for Atlanta Braves spring training. Uh, games go on sale or scheduled to go on sale January 1st, 2008. And the schedule is out. It's February through the end of March. And there's going to be some of the typical ones, the Dodgers and the Astros and Cardinals and all sorts of good stuff. The New York Mets are going to be there this year. I don't think they've been there in the past. Hasn't it been the Yankees? You're asking the wrong people. Sorry. I'm, I'm amazed you brought this one to the table. I have it written in front of me. That's how I know the answers. And my second one is um, we've talked about grand gatherings. Grand gatherings are the parties that you can put together if you book a vacation with uh, eight or more people at Disney. And they have special events. They're separate paid-for events that you can book, but they're exclusive to your party. And one of the ones, the International Dinner and Illuminations Dessert Reception, is going to be canceled or not take place January 28th through February 10th this year. So if you're planning on travel at that time, you cannot book that special grand gathering. And that's because the Odyssey is going to be rehabbed. You didn't have that on your list, Corey. I didn't think it was important. The Odyssey? Yeah, the Odyssey Restaurant in Epcot. You didn't think that was important? No. People make their trips just to go there. No. We're going to ruin I just, uh, I just summed it. I just summed the rehabs up, okay. really. I also didn't include jelly rolls, and I know people love to go to jelly rolls, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for my rapid fires. Thank you, John. Bob? Pete, my rapid fire is 23,000 toys were donated by Walt Disney World employees. Uh to the Toys of Tots. Uh, toys for Tots? Toys. Toys of Tots. Toys of Tots. <laughs> we stole them from the Tots. We took them from the Tots and gave them to other Tots. We made the toys out of Tots. <laughs> toys of Tots. Made of, they're made of tater Tots. <laughs> you're, the one that, you're the one that can't successfully read Toys for Tots. <laughs> toys of Tots. I thought this was a slam dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Proceed. Uh, the program is run by the Marine Reservists and is expected to help 16,000 families through the, throughout Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. I know we busted on you for that, but say that number again. That's actually quite impressive. 23,000 toys. The fact that he can say it? 16,000 families. Uh, no. 16,000 families. That, that's, that's really awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I mean, cast members do such a great job. They really do. The donations ranged from uh, dozens of bicycles to games and puzzles. So congrats to the, uh, everybody that was involved in that. That's it for my rapid fire. All right. Thank you, Bob. What the? No, yeah. He has tabs. Yeah. <laughs> <I have> tabs. 
Okay, Bob is sitting. I think he used the whole tab too, like all the sticky things from it. Bob is sitting with about three inches of paper in front of him. With uh, okay, what's the count here? One, two, three, four, five, six. Like twenty. About twenty individual tabs. He's got his own little tickler file. They each have something. What do you want to talk about? Talk. Ask me. I'll tell you. Um, (laughs) Brittany and K Fed. (laughs) I have a tab for that. (laughs) Julie, go ahead. (laughs) You're my tab. Looks like the kids are going to be splitting their Christmas between K Fed and Britt. Oh, all right. We're going to do a forum watch, and let's see. Who do I want to see go first? Corey has a really good see one. See or hear go first. I would save his for last. Okay. Bob. Oh, okay. You got your tickler file there. End. Tickle that up. My forum watch is uh, off of the theme tr- theme park and strategies board it's that time again for disney holiday photos okay, this is the third different forum watch you picked to do <laughs> between last week and this I, week I okay th- i have three <laughs> they Bob. each have their own tab <laughs> i have my own tab you know, we try fun. and make sure we try I, I try and make sure that you know if i can help it we're not pulling from the same board that we're getting around to different boards and bob i had picked one from the photography board and so did bob so i picked one from a different board and what does he do he goes to theme parks you, you kill me. You kill me. I, I, I go got ahead. one. No, just go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Come on, Mrs. Wiggins. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Uh, do we, no, I have. There her. are people in the room who don't get that joke. No. So which one are you doing, Bob? People don't get this one. joke either, so that's okay. Um, it's fascinating. Okay, Bob, can think about it as rapid forum watch. <laughs> Keep it rapid, Bob. Okay. I just got to figure out where it is. <laughs> he spent more time on his tabs. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> Less time on tabs, really, more time on content. Really the tabs are really helping, Bob. Okay. I'm going to get some Jeopardy music to play underneath this. <laughs> okay, my forum watch. Can I change it? Why not? <laughs> you never started the first one. Okay. Why not? You're the Diana Ross of forum watches. Go ahead. This one's on the photography board, and it has to do with Disney photo uh, photography tips. And Mark Bar- Bar- Barbieri. Were <laughs> <laughs> you crawling into the mic? I thought a motorcycle was starting in the distance. He started the thread, and he's uh, he wants to... Try to help people with tips for uh, when they're taking pictures at Disney. Uh, some of them are about shooting kids on. <laughs> I don't think that's. A good I don't think that's a good idea to discuss that. That's why they stopped shooting the kids on rides. Uh, that's why Granny's in jail. He says, uh, "Shoot, shoot your people. Make sure you take plenty of shots <laughs> of your kids." Is this off the sniper's board? Or is this off the <laughs> yeah. When did I? Uh... Don't I approve that board? His Don't, tips are to take pictures of your people. Oh, yeah, no. take kid, no. pictures of He's your kids, helpful. spouses, friends. Don't just take shots of everyone posing in front of like the castle and so stuff like that. So he means take random shots. Like random candid, shots. Candid yeah. shots. Yeah. So it, it's just happened to fall. Take into pictures it. of your friends while they're in the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, <laughs> well, this got bad. <laughs> no, it started bad. I know. So. 
That's my farm. This watch. is what happens when you stumble into a segment, Bob. <laughs> Julie, do you want the names for this? No. <laughs> what would you want the names for? It doesn't matter. How long have we been doing this? Okay, that's that's my forum watch for this week. It was quick. Okay. Oh, yeah, that was... <laughs> this is fun. I guess I'll go next. Good. <laughs> Mine's from the Disney Weddings and Honeymoon Board. Um, it's called, Are You Seeing Your De- DF, Dear Fiance, Before the Wedding? It was started by Princess Bride 010103. And she says, I don't know what to do. My dear fiance has already seen pics of me in my dress, and I'm not really superstitious about it or anything. I know if I see him before, we can get a lot of the picture-taking crap out of the way. Hey, by the way, it's not crap. You're paying money for that. I just don't know if I want to see his face surprised when I walk down the aisle. He firmly believes I will look the same as I always did. Do you or are you seeing your dear fiance before the wedding? And, of course, several different people responded. There's uh, uh, plenty of posts. But um, one that I liked the most, she says, I don't know, a big traditionalist, so probably not. Um we probably won't even sleep in the same place the night before the wedding. It all might change, though, because my dear fiancé thinks that I won't look any different as well. I have news for those dear fiancés. They're not. They're going to look different. They're going to look like you've never seen them before. And girls, do not see your man before the wedding. I, In my opinion, it makes it way more special. I mean, I called him that morning because... I mean, I see him every day, and I had every day before that to say, hi, I love you. I had to hear your voice, but missed him. it just makes it so much more exciting when you see him standing down there, and it's like, oh, my God, it's really this time. It's going to happen, and don't ruin that for yourselves. I agree. <laughs> but that's it. Cool. Thank you very much. You want to do yours last? I'll go now. I don't okay. care. Um, mine's from the theme parks forum. I, I resurrected an old – this is from 2005 – I was doing a search for strange experiences to see what I could find, and I found this one. It's not really strange experience, but they have strange and experience in the post, so it showed up. This only survived for about 24 hours, but there are 61 posts in here, and it had me thinking. It's titled, well, it's, first it's posted from Bexa Regal Cheryl. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. It's, I've been to Walt Disney World X number of times, but I've never done blank. It's a fill-in-a-blank type post. It starts, okay, have you planned your vacation down to the very last minute? There's always something you miss. So tell us. I've been to Walt Disney X times, but strangely enough, there's the strange. I've never ridden, seen, or experienced, there's the experience, this. And this person posts, I've been to Walt Disney World two times during the Christmas season, but strangely enough, I've never seen the Osborne Lights. As you can bet, I will definitely see it this year. And other people on the thread have posted, I've been to Disney around 15 times, never been on the Jungle Cruise. Been to Walt Disney World nine times. I've never been to Blizzard Beach. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> been to Walt Disney World 15 times and have never ridden in teacups. And so I was thinking, you know, what have I, what haven't I seen? I've been to Walt Disney World countless number of times. Strangely enough, I've never been to the Candlelight Processional. Hmm. Never, never had a turkey leg. And I have never taken the Wildlife Express train to Rafiki's Planet Watch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I've taken that several times. I've done all that. You know, I mean, there are a ton of resorts that, you know, haven't stayed in and dining, of course, but I was thinking more of attractions and, and like, the been, common things. I've never been to Tom Sawyer Island. No? Yeah. No, I've never been to Tom Sawyer Island either. There. What about I've, you, uh, John? I'm sure there's a bunch of stuff I haven't done. What's interesting, though, is we learned something I've never known before was um, Kevin's going to do the restaurant review for Chefs de France, and above Chefs de France is a restaurant. Oh, you never knew that? I never knew there was a restaurant up there. Hmm. So oh, we're yeah. going to try to eat up there one night. 
That's yeah, it's kind of hidden, tucked away Bistro back there. Bistro de Paris. Yeah. But it looks really cool. It's got a great view. Yeah. So yeah. I thought that was interesting, something I didn't know. So it had me thinking, especially for New Year's resolutions, maybe I'll try to do some of these things. I, I can't see myself eating a turkey leg, but I'll try it. They're good. They're good. I, I, know, I heard they're good. They smell good. They're really good. They're very barbaric, though. They are. Walking around it's the very, park, it's very Henry VIII, yeah. <laughs> Kevin's looking at me doing this no I think face. they're really Go good. Place to yeah, you, know, you know, Oprah used to roll her hair with the bone. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like smoked foods? Do you like like smoked barbecue stuff? No, yeah. I, I, I believe that I would enjoy it. I think it's just the whole walking around the park holding on to a big bone. I have two t- tips for you. Go to a counter service and get a knife and fork. And bring down on floss. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I've never been to the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Really? Really. Huh. Wow. <laughs> I've done that. I've never done that. That's one that I, I can... So I've never done Rock and Roller Coaster, because I don't do... I did that once. I don't do, ro- I don't do Roller sp- Coaster. I've never Mission Space. I've never done okay. Mission Space. I've never done Mission Space, yeah, and I'm no. not going to... <laughs> Those are the ones off the top of my head that I'm trying to I've think of. Done. Well, I guess I, I know the stream rides. That's almost a given. Like with Julie, I know she won't do Mission Space. I try to talk her into it, but yet she does the Sky Coaster. I don't. I don't remember <laughs> yeah. doing Dumbo either. You can handle the Sky Coaster. You can handle yeah, anything. It's on also Disney out property. of doors. I can see everything that's going on. Yeah, that's the problem for me. <laughs> But, but uh, that was my rapid fire. No, yeah. no, that was my form watch. My rapid form watch. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Thank you, Corey. Kevin. My forum watch is entitled Le Cellier, Why Such Mixed Reviews, and it was started by a person named Amazing Bagel. And I'm not going to read any of the posts, but I have uh, opinions on why it gets such mixed reviews. First of all, uh, the Le Cellier is one of the smallest restaurants in Epcot and on Disney property. There's about 25 tables in their tops. I think what happens is the boards and sort of word of mouth create this dynamic that nothing can live up to. I think what happens is people tell other people that this is the best restaurant on property. It's amazing. You hear the words over and over again. It's yummy. You have to try this. You have to try that. And then what happens is if the menu changes or something's not available, people's entire repu- or vacations are just ruined. And I think what happens is anything that you bring up that high Anything that gets that kind of buildup has to be a bit of a disappointment. I don't think anything can live up to the buildup that people give it. And I think what you have to do is you have to say to yourself, this is really just a restaurant. It's a restaurant in a theme park. This is not a four-star restaurant or a five-star restaurant. It's a nice little restaurant in a theme park. And I think if you approach it with that and your expectations are level then you can have a great experience. And that's what I try and do when I do the restaurant reviews. We go in there with no preconceived notion. As a matter of fact, we've even started going to our restaurant reviews with the idea that this is, this, this is going to be horrible. And if you go in there with the idea, then you can be pleasantly surprised. I think if you go in there with the idea that this is the only place that I should eat because of all the things I heard about it, and this is the only place I really want to eat, and if I don't eat there, everything's going to be wrecked, I think there's no, no place to go but down. Yeah. There's also individual taste comes into play. Right. We just had one of our agents, uh, Kathy, just came off of her first cruise ever. She just went mm-hmm. on her first Disney cruise, a three-nighter. And she came back and she said one of the things that she was not disappointed with, but didn't live up to her expectations was Palo. And she said it was because she heard such great things mm-hmm. about Palo and you have to eat there and it's so wonderful. And, blah, blah. and she said, I just didn't think it was lived up to that hype. So I don't know. It's always lived up to it whenever I've been I, there. Yeah. But, but I think if but you, you know the workings of 
of how power works. Uh, take somebody that might not have that same experience. They might not have the same experience. Or, or it might have been food that wasn't to her taste or to her yeah. palate. Right. I think the hype is what makes reviews come back as so mixed. Yeah. I mean, anybody can have, any restaurant can have a bad meal. Any restaurant could be bad. But I think a restaurant like Le Cellier, which uh, I, they tell me that you can't get a reservation within the 180 days. Once the 180 days pass, there are no reservations left available unless you luck into a cancellation. That's going to cause its own hype. Yeah. That's going to cause its own, you know, little. Plus, they also recently, rush. didn't they just recently change chefs? Right. Um, the chef went over to Jico, and the new chef is not getting very good reviews um, from uh, from people on the boards. We've been hearing we've been hearing rumblings for that for a little while now. And you know the other thing is too, it, and it happens to every business, wh- whether it's at Disney or not. When something gets real popular, these places start to get arrogant, and they start to uh, you know they start to figure they can they can lay back a little bit. And I think that's one of the reasons the quality starts to slip because it's a lot of what I'm hearing is that you know, there's a lot of quality issues with some of, with some of the meals they serve. Well, another thing that happens is once something gets this sort of reputation and you have people sitting outside and people camping out to get reservations, that puts a strain on any restaurant. Sure. Nobody can work at that level every minute you're open. Without disappointing someone. Right. Someone's going to be disappointed if you're working at that level. Uh, I, I just think this is sort of a created thing yeah. as opposed to I'm not entirely sure that any of it is that good or that bad, but I just think this is something that's been created. This has a mystique, and I think it's going to be hard to live up to that mystique if you've put that much effort into it and that much thought into it and you're living for that reservation, I, I think your expectations might be too high. I was about to say that. When you set your expectations too high, you're going to be disappointed. Right. No matter if it's a restaurant, if it's Walmart, whatever. Your service mm-hmm. expectations, when you set them too high, they're not going to be met. I just talked to somebody recently who had read about Soren on our boards and had heard that it's really the only thing you should do. It's the, if it's the one thing you shouldn't miss in any of the parks and came off it and thought, well, that was good, but it, it's not, you know, it wasn't a religious experience mm-hmm. and was a little disappointed after reading so much about it, that it wasn't everything that they had hoped it would be. And I think to myself, if you had just not heard about it mm-hmm. and just approached it, you might've thought it was really wonderful. Oh, I mean, one of the things to keep in mind too, and I'm not, criticizing anyone but there is a faction of disney fans that only say glowing things about everything at disney yeah it's hyperbole and is what it, is. it really becomes you know it, it, that really has an effect on things when people are just being you know unnecessarily effusive uh to anything disney does that disney can do no wrong and it does it sets up these these expectations that things are going to be flawless and you know, you're planning your trip for six months obsessively. You're focused on flawlessness. You want a flawless vacation for your family. And, yeah, it does put a lot of hype and a lot of pressure where it shouldn't be. We just had a, uh, a recent experience, and I'm not going to give you any of the details because I don't really any, want anybody to know what we're talking about. But somebody did exactly that. And something happened. Disney made a mistake. And No. Yeah, Disney made the mistake, and believe it or not. And I think what happened was that little mistake started this cascade, which made everything else fall. And all of their planning had to be redone because of Disney's mistake. And instead of just, you know, chalking it up that this was 
okay, let's move ahead. Their entire vacation was ruined by this one small thing. And I think to myself, you've got to be a little more open to accepting what's going on. You've got to be a little more ready to fly by the seat of your pants. Yeah, we're going to guest services. We're getting our tickets comped. Right. So I I just hate to see people's entire vacations, like Pete says, people who have obsessively planned every second. One thing goes wrong, and all of that planning goes out the window. Yeah. So it's one of those things that you have to kind of live in the moment. I can see where Lucelia may uh, run into problems, like during the candlelight uh, dinner packages, because those those things you're rushed once you once you get yeah, in those there. Are timed meals and your time meal, and if everything doesn't go perfect for those meals, you could end up missing the show or missing dessert because you have to leave ahead of time. That might have something to do with the expectations in that restaurant also. Well, I'm not even sure it's about the candlelight processional. If every ADR is taken between now and 180 days from now, then they're rushed every day. Every day is going to be a timed meal, and they're going to try and turn those tables over as quickly as possible. So you might not be getting the full experience anyway. Yeah. So that's my opinion. All right. Thank you very much, Kevin. John. Mine comes from the Theme Parks Board, and... It is from Evie, and she posted, uh, waiting in line for a ride, fun things to do while waiting. And basically her question was, she recognizes that some rides can be extremely long wait. So what do you do to pass the time? What do you do with the kids in line? And everybody chipped in, and there was some really interesting stuff, some stuff you would you would imagine that people would say anyway, talk to cast members, people watch, interact, blow bubbles, bring an iPod. Um I personally would like you to stand there silently with your arms at your side and not interact with me or even look at me, if that's okay. And if there's a rope mm-hmm. cue, you're not allowed to touch the ropes. Yeah, you stay within the ropes. Elevator practice. Exactly. No jumping on the chains. There's so much to look and see at Disney. I mean, the cues are so interactive, and so I can't think of any one ride. Soaring's a little bland in some parts, if you yeah. walk through soaring. So it's rock and roller coaster till you get inside the building. I think Rock and Roller Coaster's got some good stuff, too, though. They usually have the memorabilia. Well, yeah, outside the building. You're right. It's a concrete wall. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I think the queues also go fast because there's so much to do and see. I wouldn't mind the queues if I could sit down. They should have, like, queues, queue lines with chairs. Like the moving uh, uh, um, uh, Like the chair that goes up and down the stairs, you know? <laughs> Just attached yeah. to yeah, the like queue. Like Space Mountain. You keep seeing the chocolate chip fly through the air. Yeah. <laughs> As if I'm not fat enough. I can't. You want me to like be moved through the line, you know? <laughs> you can sit through the line. It's the only exercise I get. All right. Thank you very much, John. And mine is from the Disney World Tips Board. I thought this was a, a, a cool topic. Um, any mistakes made on past trips? This has been going on now for about three years, about 319 posts. People listing things they had done that they wish they hadn't or things they hadn't done they wish they had. And I'll tell you, it's really, it's really quite interesting. It's a, it's a good, it's a good list to go through. A just to read it because it's 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 entertaining, but also because I'm sure there are things in here that you probably, um, you probably would miss. Um, some funny ones like not listening to my three year old when she told me she had to go potty now. Um, <laughs> Thinking that when your stepdad says, yes, you go ahead and plan it all, you know what you're doing, we're too busy to mess with it, that he won't, <laughs> that he won't get upset because he had no say in what was going on. <laughs> um, 
and you know little little uh, blurbs like that. So you know, one woman actually said, you know, she was uh, one of, one of her mistakes was she didn't spend enough on souvenirs. She wished she had bought more. Hmm. Um, I felt that way when I came back from Italy. I, there were things that I left there that I wish I had bought and yeah, brought back right. with me. And I thought that was an interesting because you know usually you hear people talk about you know I got to limit the amount of money I'm going to spend on souvenirs, and you think like that. So when you get into the parks, you're you're really stingy about now. Nah, you know what? I really you no, know, we're not going to get that. Maybe something better will come along. But you also get Corey sticker and, shock well, too. Corey and I learned a really good motto while we were in Europe, and actually it was the the little guide on the ship. He said, "If you see it and you like it." Buy you it. buy it because you don't know when you're coming back. And for some people who visit Disney World, That's I mean, you don't get to come every year. So if you see it and you like it, buy it. Especially <laughs> if it's a, if it's something unique. If it is something yes, that, a limit, something you know, limited, a limited edition. edition. Don't don't figure. Oh, I'll be back down in a couple of months. I'll get it then. Yeah, or we'll, or we'll get it on the last day or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it'll never be there. I think that I read that. I've read that. And the one that always gets me is the people um, who make. A breakfast reservation in Animal Kingdom and a lunch reservation in MGM and want to then do the Fantasmic package and be back in time to see Wishes. And you think to yourself, (laughs) you're insane. (laughs) Really? You're just never going to be able to do that. So I thought that was a um, I thought it was an interesting thread. And like I said, it's got it's got over 300 posts on it of people just outlining mistakes they've made over the last three years, things they wish they had done. So um, I thought that would be a cool thing to point people towards. So all right, I guess that'll do it for Forum Watch this week. All right, we are going to move on, and Julie Martin is going to give us the most recent installment in her Store Tour series. She's going to discuss America and yes, Italy. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> United States is really short and sweet. That store is nothing special, people. And nothing sweet. I would <laughs> Honestly, it's the first one I would say skip. Unless you are looking some, for something in particular. What a shame. It is a shame. What a shame. So I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, the first section that I looked in was the book section, because Kevin had talked about it before. And I have to say, I think that's the best section in the store. Um, they have books on the Civil War, the Revolutionary War. Um, they have several Mark Twain books. Uh, one is Huckleberry Finn, uh, Abe Lincoln, JFK, the Declaration of Independence. All very interesting books, in my opinion, but I like history. So... If you need a book, go. If you don't, skip it. Harrisville Design Looms. You can learn the art of weaving. Every kid needs this. <laughs> a lap or peg loom and also a felted hat kit, which I thought they stopped making those in the 70s. <laughs> felted hat kit. <laughs> and they have accessories boring. for each one of these kits. So, you know, your kids can make hats and loom. <laughs> I don't know. Unbelievable, isn't it? Um, really? That is one of the things, yeah, though, that is and, made here in the USA. Go ahead and give me kid a loom instead of a PlayStation 3 <laughs> for Christmas. Yeah. See what happens. Felted hat kit. It's the new iLoom yeah. from Apple. <laughs> <laughs> if you want your child to be beaten up, buy them a loom. <laughs> now, they have a selection of um, Douglas Cuddle toys, which are just stuffed animals. These are made in China, <laughs> not the USA. They have an eagle, a cow, a horse, and a fox. So I'm guessing these are the four native animals in the United States. I have no idea. <laughs> in order of tastiness. Yeah, the four random animals they selected. Um, I couldn't get you an iPod. I got you an eagle instead. <laughs> they have Air Force One toys, which isn't that exciting. They have an airport playset available in two sizes, small and large, a presidential limo, the Marine One presidential helicopter, and a radio control. So it can just Air fly Force over One. disaster areas and never land? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, 
You're going to really love the next item. Oh, it's good. It gets these, are toy pres- these are from Toy Presidents. They are talking presidential action figures, $32.95 a piece. I have to imagine it would be a step up from what we have now. So. Can I just say, these are the scariest looking things I've ever seen in my life. If somebody gave me one of these, I would run. It's like possessed. They're about 12 inches tall, right? Mm-hmm. And they have Nixon, Clinton, G.W. Bush, G.H.W. Bush, <laughs> Ulysses S. Grant, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, Eisenhower, Reagan. And then they also have a Ben Franklin one. Okay, who wins in a throwdown? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> or Ronald Reagan? <laughs> We actually had to muzzle my mother and get her out of the store. (laughs) There was a man standing there with a George W. Bush doll in his hand, and I thought I was going to have to wrestle her out of the wheelchair. What did they pick the presidents do, to be in oh, that show? And since when is a president an action figure? It's not like he comes with a gun or something. Nixon action figure? Because <laughs> no one wants Bring a, a, a great Cleveland a, he, What does Nixon say? I'm not a crook. I don't know what he says. We listened to the GW one. I took a photo of some of the sayings that GW yeah, has. You'll have to look at the photos. Yeah. You press his chest and he speaks. They also have he with the heel of your chest. shoe. He pounds on his chest. Of course, the red, white, and blue merchandise, you know, T-shirts and sweatshirts and all that kind of stuff is everywhere. Um, they have some that say USA 76, you know, 1776. I thought about my grandma in that section. She's very patriotic. She loves her red, red white, and blue. Um, everything comes in navy, white, and gray. They have limited edition uh, flag clothes, button-ups. I mean, these are some crazy-looking things. Clothes. And then they have red, white, and blue ties and Mickey hats. Porcelain eagle with an American flag, keepsake Liberty Bells. I mean, seriously, I felt like I was in a cheap tourist shop. Mm, Um, History Channel card games, don't those sound fun? (laughs) Yes. When you're tired of your loom. You can either go, you can choose Lewis and Clark, 20th Century Time Travel, or the People's Choice Presidential Edition. After you're done making a felt hat. Oh this stuff sounds like it would be in that out in the Las Vegas area, the the damn shop, the gift shop that we went to. It's like all that crap. Yeah. So, needless to say, I didn't get you guys anything from this store, and I think if I had, you'd Thank give you. it back. <laughs> um, let's see what else do they have. Oh, they have Jim Shore teddy bear collection, which are actual stuffed teddy bears that are made in China. And I actually found one that was already coming apart. Oh, the, yeah. lead, the lead was coming out of it. Beat me to it. Seriously, in, in, in his hand are the roofies. I mean, it couldn't have worked out better. That's why I told Corey. I'm, I'm sitting here looking at him. I'm like, look over here. This one has a hole in it. The stuff that's coming out. It's Rufy the bear. <laughs> <laughs> Want to go on a date? <laughs> um, I think one of the nicest things I saw in there were you know the little war ribbons you can get for your car. They're magnetic. Yeah, like we support but our they, troops. But it was the support the troops. So it's for the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Marines. Oh, okay. So those were nice. Um, then they had a huge selection of LA Galaxy t shirts, except above LA Ga- Galaxy, it says Beckham really big. And there's a very big selection of this. Well, First of all, he's not a product of the United States. He's a product of the UK. He just plays for a US team. And he probably won't even be here that long. What the heck? Why does he deserve a whole section? There. Why is that even in there? Because he plays for the USA now. Yeah, he plays for the LA Galaxy. (laughs) Big deal. But anyway. I uh, thought it was hurt. One of the last things, they have reproductions of historical documents that you can actually buy. Like the Declaration of Independence and stuff like that. Bill of Rights, um, the Pledge of Allegiance, the Deed to the Statue of Liberty, and also the first ringing of the Liberty Bell. So those were kind of cool. If your kid's into that kind of stuff, but... 
I'm so sorry that this was such a horrible one, but it just yeah, it's know, kind of an embarrassment. It, it really is when all these other places have so much cool stuff to offer and unique items that are actually made in the country that I'm in. Between the shop and the food they offer, doesn't it seem like here? an afterthought? Yeah, it does. Sure, it really does. Um, but we yeah, see I, the gingerbread I just, house, Bob. I just nice. don't understand the logic yeah. behind. The, I mean, they put a great exhibit in the American Pavilion. I think that's a great, a great exhibit they do there. What's with the restaurant and the store? It just doesn't make it's any horrible sense. Horrible store uh, restaurant. It's I don't get horrible. what the, there must have been a business decision behind that. There must have been a logic behind that. But you know, there really are plenty of great American-made products. I mean, I can't think of any offhand, but there there are some out there, and I just don't understand why they can't you, you find could, some better have, stuff to put in that store. You could have products from different states in the in the country. Good idea, Bob. Like. Vermont with their Vermont maple syrup. They should expand it. Wisconsin right. with their cheese, the cheese. or yeah. you know, stuff like that. They get Cajun spices from Louisiana. I mean, the citrus. Yeah, the Southwest everything. Jewelry from the Southwest. Saltwater taffy from New Jersey. Saltwater <laughs> taffy from New Jersey. <laughs> and even even foods of America. I mean, hamburger and a hot dog and French fries. Pretty yeah, much there's is. some American cuisine that should be highlighted and. I, I think it's really sad that we have cold hamburgers and hot dogs as yeah. our uh, showing. I mean, they used tourists. to have, yeah, they used to have uh, New England clam chowder in there, and they took that out. Hmm. It's like, you know, I don't know why they took that away, but yeah. I know. mean, the fast food's easy. I mean, when you're walking around the world showcase, you, you know, you want some, you want to pick something up fast. Mm-hmm. I I could see where a fast food area is needed, but not only being a fast food place. Have a restaurant there too. Have a restaurant with different like. Barbecue from from the, the different states, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and, and you know they traditional could make it a lot better, American that's for sure. foods. They really could, and I'd like to see that. But until Get then, with it. this is what we have. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did hit Italy next. Did you want me to move on to that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, in Italy, it was Italy is a great shop stop. It was a great store tour destination, and I brought something to share. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Chocolates. <laughs> and these are pernagatti. Give them to me. that right? So, and they, on the back, they tell you what kinds they are. So, I'm going to start while you guys eat. Chocolate. <laughs> uh, oh, oh. Now, we first entered the mask shop where they sell the masks, and... Um, as you know, these are gorgeous Venetian masks, handmade paper mache. I mean, beautifully painted. They even have a limited edition one right now that's red and white. I mean, red and green. No, it's white and green with red holly berries, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was really nice, and we actually saw him making them. And these are a little more expensive, but they are worth the money, in my opinion, if you like stuff like that. And they do come from Venice. Yeah. Now, the masks, paper mache or are they they're, glass? They're paper mache. Or, or ceramic. Open okay. your ears, Bob. I did. <laughs> they're made in the Venetian tradition. They're, yeah. They're a paper mache well, mask. Okay. Uh, a, a funny story. We were in Venice. We, we purchased two, two Venetian masks, and we were checking out. We were giving them our address. We told this story before. Tell it again. That's okay. I was did just saying. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Keep going. Sorry, the first thing to go is the prank. No, I was just saying. I know we told Pass it on the our... chocolate, oh, okay. Corey. Don't worry about it. Well, no, tell me. We're... No, when we were in Venice, we, um, we purchased a mask, and we were... We were Given the guy our address to have him shipped, and he saw Orlando, and he says, "I have a shop in Orlando at Epcot. He su- he supplies um, the, wow. the, the, the mask area, the Italy Pavilion, with with his mask. Huh. It's, it's pretty cool. When we were in Venice, we actually made masks. 
We were given the forms, yeah. and you were allowed to paint them and decorate them in any way you wanted to. It was great fun. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just, you know. Okay. Well, they have soaps here, and you guys know how I love soap. But these are Nesti Dante soaps. They're from Florence, and they come in Horto Botanico and Frutetto collections, which is vegetable and fruits. <laughs> I decided to say the Italian word. And it's six soaps for $30. Um, handmade and hand-painted plates and platters that are made in Italy. Those are $30 and up. Very Tuscan-looking to me. You know, something that you'd have in your kitchen. Beautiful pieces. Cafe Italia mugs and plates and platters. But these are made in China, so don't be fooled. Uh, Academia Barilla, or balsamic vinegar, musk, and I'm going to call it EVOO, people. Pulling a Rachel Ray. Extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> have fig balsamic vinegar, uh, Passeano EVOO, and that's from the first cold press, so that's some really good olive oil. Mm. And then you also have Partagna Sicilian uh, EVOO. I thought that was cool. Uh, Murano glass serving pieces and wine glass charms, plus they have gla- the glass fruit made from Murano glass. <gasps> Those are so beautiful. I wanted the pear, <laughs> but I didn't buy it. They have Antica Morina wine stoppers. These are forty nine ninety five. And this comes from Venice as well. Uh, Duquesi hand-carved alabaster items that are made in Italy. This is a family that's been doing this uh, for a long time, many generations. And they have wine stoppers, trinket boxes, and plaques with like uh, scenes from either Venice or Florence or Rome carved into them. Plenty of books. Uh, made in Italy, speak Italian. They have Venice and Rome inside-out maps, which those are so cool. If you've ever seen those, you open them up, and it's almost like if you've ever seen Friends when Joey steps inside his map when he's in London. (laughs) That's all I can think about. So I love those inside-out maps. Um, How to Think Like Leonardo da Vinci, the Pinocchio book, and then Rome in detail, and a few Tuscan novels. They have a gladiator action figure. Oh, they can fight the presidential action figures. (laughs) I have to say, the gladiator is a lot smaller than the presidential action figure. That's all right. (laughs) The president might might win. They also have a gondolier, Mickey Mouse, uh, Italian wines, uh, both uh, sparkling red and white. They offer a small selection of Italian snacks, flatbread with roasted peppers and salami. Mm. And then they have a lot of cookbooks in Italy, which... I would like to have a few of these. They have Italian farmhouse cooking. Uh, am I saying this right? Cucina? How do you say it? Cucina. Cucina. Cucina rustica. Uh, sandwiches Italian style. Antipasti. Taste of Southern Italy. Cooking the Roman way. And Naples at table. Don't all those sound really good? Yeah. <laughs> write those down, Corey, so you can have them for Christmas. Noted. And then, of course, uh, they have a very large selection of Italian chocolates in this shop. You can get it by the box, by the bar, by the bag, or individual pieces. And to name a few, they have Caffarel, Larzaroni, Perugino, or Perugina, however you say that. That's one of my favorites. I buy those all the time. And then the Pernigatti, which I brought for you guys. Perinagati is excellent. This, <laughs> these chocolates were excellent. They're they, really they melting. Yeah. Perinagati is that's a, those are very very good chocolates. I've they never are. heard of them before. Mm-hmm. Oh man! So let's see. And then on to the next store, which is just right across uh, from the mask shop. It's Il Bel Cristallo. I wonder if the opening of the chocolate bonbons is being picked up by the microphones. <laughs> There's a lot of this. <laughs> if it is, it's really good. <laughs> You're gonna make everyone at home wish they had a box. Well, this is her. This is her. Uh, her strategy is she 
delivers food <laughs> so, so that we're so, eating and we so can't no hijack her story. Yeah. We can't hijack her. Uh, Keep her the segment. mouths full. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Soaps aren't good for the mouth. <laughs> no. I had a lot of that as a kid, though. <laughs> oh. So once we went into this uh, Il Bel Cristallo. They have uh, Murano glass here as well, and they have coasters and perfume bottles, as well as um, a selection of jewelry. Uh, perfume and cologne are available here. Bulgari, Aqua di Parma, Ferragamo, Prada, Armani, and Valentino, just to name a few. Now, some of these perfumes are Italian, but they're made in other places. It's really strange. So look at the box, and it says Italy, and then it says made in Spain. But I guess it depends on where you can get your ingredients the smell in the store is pretty overwhelming you, you can get a headache if you stay in too long yeah had to take a break between taking notes yeah. they offer uh san lorenzo venetian glass jewelry these are earrings and pendants mostly the antica marina jewelry uh, this is all inside the glass case and that's all glass jewelry uh, Fontanini figurines. These are made in Italy of hand-painted polymer, which is supposedly child-safe and friendly. They have nativity scenes, angels, and Santa Claus. They have a small selection of sterling silver jewelry here as well, and that's in the case. It's not something that you can actually look at and pick up. Ferrari clothing for men and women, made by Puma. Italia soccer gear, which is also made by Puma. Backpacks, sock hats, tees, jerseys, and books. And then pull Pulicati leather handbags that are made in Italy. They're $112.95 a piece, and they come in black, brown, green, or camel. They have a pretty nice selection of those. Destination purses, which these are so horrible and cheesy. <laughs> I know you guys have seen them. They have, like, the name of the place on them, like, all over them. Oh, They'll yeah, say, like, yeah, Rome, yeah. Rome, 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 oh, Rome, yeah. or Venice, 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 Venice. they're plastic, too, aren't they? Like a yeah, plastic? but these have, like, a scene, and they're, like, silk, you know, with, like, little... Uh, rhinestones on them and they say either Venice or Italia and then they have a small selection of women's tees that say Italia and they have kind of a tattoo-esque feel to them you know the design it's real busy and colorful but that's all it wasn't a whole lot of stuff but it was a nicer selection than what they had in the United States that's for sure I spent a lot more time there and actually bought stuff I will say this about the wine selection was it's actual regional wines from Italy. Yes, we, it is. We saw wines we actually saw in Italy being sold there, so that was pretty cool. And I wanted to mention that's where they sell Rosa Regal there. That is mm. one of my absolute favorites. You do know you can get that in public. Yeah, yes, I know. Okay. <laughs> but like when we For first when we first moved here, I didn't know that. Mm. And so I only had it during the Food and Wine Festival. I don't think I discovered that it actually was for sale outside of Epcot until maybe like 4 years ago. <laughs> So if you're coming here and this is something you like, go to the Publix. They have it. It's less money. You can also find it at Whole Foods. I mean, you can mm -hmm. find it in ABC, a lot of different places. But I had fun. I liked Italy, but United States, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and thank you for the chocolates. I love when she brings her Ooh. props. Her props are for everybody. I tried bringing Bob my is very self-serving <laughs> with the props. The Dole Whip. I tried bringing you a Dole Whip. Julie thinks of other people. <laughs> Let's see her bring She's a not selfish. Let's see her bring a Dole Whip. Now it feels like Christmas you know with what? the guilt. She... <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. All right. That's going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, just a reminder, we will be back with you next Tuesday, December 25th, uh, with our next show. And we'll also be giving away our cruise next week. So be sure to tune in. So... 
From all of us here, we wish you a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, and we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.